What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Mondo Show. Stay tuned because I'm going to be talking about is artificial intelligence in Bible prophecy. My special guest today is going to join me to talk about this and much more. But first and foremost, I want to thank all of you for tuning in today. We just finished filming two episodes of The Jim Baker Show. And make sure to tune in to the PTL Network the Voice of the Prophets, a network that is reaching all across America in cities like Los Angeles, Pennsylvania, Miami, Denver. I can go on and on, but for more information, I want you to visit ptlnetwork.com, get the channel listings in your area, and become a monthly subscriber, meaning become a monthly partner with us to help us spread the gospel around the world. Listen, we have a mission, and that mission is to preach the gospel, make disciples, and send them back out into the world prepared with tools that will help you to have a conversation in the culture that we're in today. There's a lot of questions that are being talked about, yet very few people are able to carry a conversation on what does the Bible say about certain things. Now, we are very good on giving our opinion and giving our perspective and what we feel. But at the end of the day, what does the Bible have to say about subjects like UFOs, artificial intelligence, a cashless society? Did the Bible predict that? Whoa. Listen, those are questions that our people are beginning to ask. Are we living in the last days? What does that even mean? For a lot of you, you may not understand the terminology that the scripture, that the Bible refers to or, or is talking about, but yet to bring it to a level where you and I can understand, I'm going to give you one scripture. And that scripture meaning go to the Bible, get that old dusty Bible that your grandma gave you or, or a friend gave you, and you haven't opened it up because you've been too busy and ignoring, but you can no longer ignore what's happening in our culture, in our society, in our world today. And very, very, very famous people that are secular are beginning to ask the question, are we in the last days? Well, I want you to turn your Bible to chapter 2 of Timothy, and actually 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I want you to read this with me. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. The word perilous means dangerous, uncertain, unsafe, difficult, risky. Times shall come. We have to understand that we are in a time that is very risky when it comes to economics, dangerous times where artificial intelligence is being thrown out into the world without being tested and yet it's changing our lives. It's changing the way we think. It's changing the way society is being shaped. And I believe it's going to change the future of politics, the industries. And this could be one of the greatest inventions that mankind has created. But where is it leading us to? What do we do with it? Do we run from it or do we embrace it for the gospel's sake? Well, stay tuned because my special guest is going to be dealing with that. And I just got to say, I want to thank all of you that are pre-ordering my book, My Crazy Life, The Moments That Brought a Gangster to Grace. I'm excited because now, you know, places like Target and Walmart, Barnes & Noble and Amazon, just to name a few, 
are starting to carry this book and they're seeing a potential of the magnitude that the impact that this book is going to have in in their customers. So I want you to pray about us doing more uh, to be able to reach one more for the kingdom of heaven. This is not about me. It's not even about my story. It's about God's story of redemption, taking an ex-gang member and putting him in the forefront of today. And here I am co-hosting a national television broadcast with the Jim Baker Show and hosting my own program here on the PTL Network that is being broadcast all over America. Only God can do that. So I want to thank you for standing with me and believing in me because I believe that God is going to use this story to win one more for the kingdom. And enough of me. I got to introduce my special guest today. This man is an author. This man, I believe, is one of the gatekeepers of social media today that is changing the way ministries are utilizing social media to preach the gospel around the world. My special guest is none other than Bishop Alan DiDidio. He is the pastor of the Encounter Charlotte in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the host of the one of the most popular podcasts, Encounter Underground. I dare you to go and subscribe to his YouTube channel because you're going to be challenged, you're going to be thinking, and you're going to be ministered to with some of the most difficult subjects according to a perspective that comes from the Bible. I want you to help me welcome my special guest all the way from North Carolina via Skype, Bishop Alan DiDio. Welcome back, sir. See you. Mondo, it's so good to see you. You are too kind, and I'm so excited about your new book. So oh, excited man. about this testimony, this story getting out, and I'm, I'm honored to be talking with you, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I had to have you back. Uh, I believe that you are one of the voices and one of the gatekeepers of the social media environment that we're in right now. I believe that God has given you an amazing insight to share with us, the body of Christ. And it's not about posting your latest meal or your latest trend. I believe that you're using it to expand in ways that evangelism hasn't had in a long time. Let me ask you this before we get started. What drove you to say, I got to take social media and take it to the next level? And what you've done with it is beyond imagination. Did you expect this type of response? No. And, and I'm, I've never really been, I've worked in mega ministry, but I've, uh, the shine of it wore off very, very quickly. So I've never been interested in crowds or following or the vanity metrics of having all the views. I was actually in prayer one day in the fall of 2019, and the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, what would church look like if it was entirely online? And it was such an urgent question that I got my core team together, and I said, we got to figure out what, what would it look like if, if we focused and we had excellence in how we presented ourselves online to really reach people, not to get their views, but to really impact them and minister to them and so we began to implement some things at the beginning of 2020, and you know what happened. As the world shut down, we were starting to gain steam as we implemented these things based off a prophetic word that I received, and then it just blew up from there. And we started doing interviews, and it, they were reaching a half a million people, and I was like, Lord, what, what is going on? Not buying ads, none of that. It's all completely organic. He said, I'm giving you Goliath's sword. 
you're taking what the enemy meant for evil, and I'm using it as a weapon in your hand to put against the enemy. And I believe that's what we all need to do. That's what you're doing. That's what your audience needs to understand when they share, when they comment, when they engage. They're taking the enemy's weapon and using it against the enemy. So we're passionate about that, and we're passionate about training uh, other pastors and church leaders and Christian business owners how to use social media for the glory of God with an anointing, not just to get views, but to break chains. What do you feel is the state of the church right now? Do you feel like the church has disengaged from subjects like we're going to be discussing today, artificial intelligence, or is the church engaging in a way that is making a difference? Well, you know, it's interesting when I'm asked that, I always think my job and your, your job is very similar. You connect with people from different streams in the body. So what, what's lacking in one stream may be strong in another stream. But I think by and large, the subject we're talking about, artificial intelligence, um, whether we're talking about UFOs or AI or all that kind of stuff, the end times, I think the church has kind of fallen asleep on that. I think, I think there's been a lot of kind of propaganda and people become weary of the sensationalizing of the end times and all that kind of stuff to the point that, and I think that's the enemy's strategy, right? The enemy has been trying to, if he can't get you to not hear about it, he'll try to get you to hear so much about it that it's just white noise. And I think the church is at that place where it's just tired of hearing about the end times, tired of hearing about all this kind of stuff, being involved in culture. We're just wore out from the battle. We're war weary, but that's not a good excuse. And I think it's time to wake up. And I think a lot of people are waking up and all streams across the body saying it's time to engage. Stay tuned because in just a moment, we are going to be talking about his brand new book, Arm for Victory, Prayers, Strategies that Unlock the End Time Armory of God. This is Bishop Alan DiDio's brand new book. We're going to talk about it in just a moment. I believe this book ties in with the subject that we're going to be dis on discussing on today's program because if you're not armed for victory, I can tell you that the Bible says that even the very elect, ooh, I'm going to pause right there, will be deceived. If you don't have the knowledge, if you don't have the information, if you don't have the strategies to unlock the end-time armory from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, from your heart, the Bible says, as the, as, as the mind thinketh, so is he. And I want to tell you something. Whatever is controlling your mind, is where your heart's going to be. And I can tell you that the things that are being developed right now are ready to deceive you mentally, are ready to deceive you emotionally. I mean, when you start reading headlines about an artificial intelligence girlfriends that are dominating a whole generation of men, oh boy, we can take off on that and just talk about that. But I want to start with this, Bishop Allen, is artificial intelligence in Bible prophecy? Yeah, I don't think there's any question. When we, when we look at, number one, technology, the book of Daniel, chapter 12, predicts an explosion of knowledge. Now, I believe there's parallel meaning to that. When it speaks of men shall travel to and fro and there'll be explosion of knowledge, I think, number one, it speaks to an explosion of prophetic knowledge, that men will run to and fro throughout the scriptures concerning Bible prophecy and there will be an explosion of knowledge prophetically. But at the same time, I think it's also speaking to an explosion of technological knowledge. Now, we have to ask ourselves, are we seeing the fulfillment of that right now? You know, in the 1950s, 
knowledge, in a general sense, this happens differently in different sectors of society. Knowledge was doubling about every 20 to 30 years. Now, in some of the same industries, knowledge is doubling every 15 months. That's how quickly knowledge is doubling. Your phone has more technology on it than the very first space shuttle. This is how fast knowledge is doubling. The average Sunday newspaper today contains more information on it than the average person in the 15th century would get in their entire lifetime, one Sunday newspaper. So number one, when we see artificial intelligence, we're seeing the fulfillment of the explosion of knowledge. Number two, in Revelation chapter 13, now this speaks specifically to what you just asked. The Bible says that the Antichrist will create an image and the whole world will marvel because he will cause the image to speak. Now, with the explosion of artificial intelligence over the last few months, what is it about artificial intelligence that has exploded? Language models. That is the first development of artificial intelligence. And it was developed, many, many years ago, something was developed called the Turing test on how to test if we have reached general intelligence, AGI, artificial general intelligence, or the technological singularity. And it was essentially this, that if you can have a conversation with one of these machines and not know it's a person, then we've crossed that threshold in some ways. And I can tell you, we're there right now. So we see it in Revelation 13. I think it's obvious that it's in Bible prophecy. Tell me about what is what they call a technological singularity and why should it matter to the church? Why should we be alert? Why should we be paying attention to this? Well, a technological singularity, of course, the word singularity comes from a reference to what happens within a black hole. As you approach the edge of a black hole, all known laws of physics break down. You, the singularity is when you pass into a region where you have no idea what's going to happen or how things are going to operate. When we're dealing with a technological singularity, that's a specific reference to a hypothetical point in the future when we reach artificial general intelligence and it becomes irreversible and unforeseeable changes take place, meaning we have no idea what the result of it is going to be. Stephen Hawking said when he was talking about artificial intelligence that he thought it could spell the end of the human race. Elon Musk, when he was asked about artificial intelligence, he said, I believe with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. And he then jokingly referred to the movie where some guy draws a pentagram and he summons a demon thinking he's going to control it. And he said, how did that work out for him? This is the way Elon Musk compares what we're doing with artificial intelligence. So why should we care about it? Because the development of AI is as profound and will be as dramatic as far as its impact on society than the development of the nuclear bomb. This is going to change everything. We're in the early stages of it. We're not yet to AGI, artificial general intelligence. But when we cross that threshold, there's no going back and there's no way to predict what's going to happen. With that, there's going to be economic disparity as 40% of the economy will be quickly upended as AI replaces that. Soon and very soon, 80% of the economy, 80% of jobs will be replaced by artificial intelligence. There will be the loss of privacy, a surveillance society as we develop artificial election engineering, the complete breakdown of interpersonal relationships 
as you talked about the dating sites with artificial intelligence, interpersonal relationships are going to break down. So it's going to impact every aspect of society and then, of course, potentially produce a, a dystopian future. So should we be concerned about it? I think the answer is yes. The name Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah. When you hear that name, what comes to your mind? The first thing that comes to mind is the false prophet. That's the first thing Ooh, that comes to mind. Wait, 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 I, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I didn't know you were going to say that. Because yeah. the last few days, I've been sharing this with Pastor Jim Baker, that I happen to believe, is my opinion, from studying the Word, that this man could be, or it is, the false prophet. Go on. I want to, I want to see your take on that. No, I, I can tell you, if he's not, he's auditioning for it hard. And I have his book in my office because I was doing research for a book that I'm writing. And I was reading his book, and I'm stunned at how, you know, there's a caricature made of him in conservative circles of how evil, uh, you know, he, he thinks. He, he participates in an evil thought process. And uh, I thought, well, that can't be that bad. You know, they're just kind of making a lot out of it. As I read his book, it's like you're reading the Antichrist agenda and how they present everything. So for those who don't know, he's a speaker, he's a writer, he's, he's considered by many in the secular world to be prophetic. They heed his words. He's partnered with uh, the likes of the World Economic Forum. They all listen to what this man has to say. And he thinks that humanity has little to no value, that we need this type of excising and cutting away of certain portions of society, and that artificial intelligence will be a way of doing that. And they're actively trying to usurp the economy, to overthrow the economy through these kinds of technologies. So it's interesting you would ask me about that. That's so funny because I, I bought all three of his books. You know, they, they became, you know, bestsellers in the secular world. But I got so intrigued because some of the things that he was saying, and the funny part is he's attacking religion. He's attacking God. If you had no problem with God, leave him alone. But yet his main emphasis is God and the creation of God and the Bible being the fake news of the day. And, and I'm, listen, you're going to have to come back and let's do another program on Yuval Noah Harari I believe also that I've, I've been studying Revelation chapter 8, the trumpets and the seals. And then I got to look at the symbolic things that are taking place. Here you have a trumpet that is being sound loud. And I'm thinking Donald Trump is loud. He's, he's being heard all over the world. And then you look at, you know, Matthew chapter 24, as it, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah, and I'm thinking, Yuba Noah Harari, and I'm putting Trump, Noah Harari. I said, God, give me an insight. What, what, what symbolic message there, there is in this moment? Because I may be wrong, but the things that are aligning to it, I can't keep ignoring. And yet, Bible prophecy doesn't lie. I'm not talking about man's prophecy. I'm talking about biblical prophecy from Genesis to Revelation the Bible connects itself, and man, you you got me thinking already. And oh boy, I can ask you so many crazy questions. But where are we headed next with artificial intelligence? You feel? 
Well, one of the key questions that I often get is, uh, when will we reach the, singular, the, the technical singularity? When will we reach AGI? And I think it's a little more complicated than that. I believe that what we're going to see very, very quickly, because of what you very astutely brought up with these AI girlfriends, is that before it reaches artificial general intelligence, we will label it a soul and call it AGI or the singularity because of people's attachment to it. And so already the United Nations has hosted Sophia, which was which is an AI robot. She's been given citizenship citizenship in a particular nation. So what's going to happen is uh, we're going to redefine what it means to be human in order to include artificial intelligence in that so that people can have relationships with these machines. I, I, I would listen, we need to begin to pray. There's several ways we can stand against this. We have got to prioritize personal, one-on-one, face-to-face, discipleship, and relationships moving forward in ministry. Because it's going to be the thing that sets us apart. While everybody's connecting digitally, people are going to become more hungry. There's going to be a a clapback as society embraces these digital relationships. People are going to really get hungry for real relationships. So don't fall into that trap. Don't fall into the cyber hole where you just connect with people online Get ready for real interpersonal relationship and offer that to people. Connect with people. Love on people. And through that, we're going to be able to see a mighty move of God. As we get ready to close on this program, I have to ask you about the book, Arm for Victory. You talk about that agreement unlocks the arsenal of God. How does that work? How do we come in agreement to be able to unlock what God has for us? Yeah, I believe that that book is a manual for what we're headed into particularly in 2024. I believe we're headed into a war in 24. In the last chapter of the book, I talk about Operation Underworld, which is a, just recently was declassified, where the United States military partnered with the Italian mafia, the Sicilian mafia, in order to go against the Axis powers and to win World War II. Because of patriotism, because they saw how dark the hour was, these unlikely alliances came together. They were willing to partner together to see victory. How much more should we in the Church of Jesus Christ, and in the book I go into detail into Operation Underworld, it'll blow your mind, but how much more should we in the body of Christ come together, regardless of these picayune fringe issues doctrinally that have kept us apart? Not the central issues. We need to stand strong on those. Not the salvific issues. We need to be strong on those. But the fringe issues that have divided us for so long, we've got to come together. And that will be the key. And if the church is going to come together out here, it has to first happen in here. All of us have to open ourselves up to parts of the body of Christ, streams in the body of Christ that make us uncomfortable. They may be wrong in some areas, but guess what? You're wrong in some areas. And we need to open ourselves up to bring this unity together, or else if we don't learn to live together, we're going to die alone and we will lose this battle. Wow. Will you pray for us before we leave? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, let there be an enlightenment that takes place in the hearts and minds of every single person, every single household watching this. In fact, I hear this now in my spirit. I believe now for household salvation for you, you're entering into a season of preparation, and I declare God's favor and blessing over you as you prepare for the battle. Gather all your resources, muster all of your spiritual resources, because God is about to equip you to have victory, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In Jesus' mighty name, In Jesus' name. 
Remember to get the book today, Arm for Victory. I love what you write in the back. In Arm for Victory, pastor, author, Alan brings revelation about spiritual warfare tactics that will empower and activate you for victory. Don't live one more day in deception, he writes, or denial or defeat. It's time to overcome. It's time that we stand together in agreement. It's time that you and I support ministries like this to be able to stand against everything that is coming against us. But more than that, to empower us to keep preaching and teaching, discipling and encouraging the body of Christ like never before. I need your help today. Through the blessing of the PTL network, I'm able to broadcast this program at no charge. But yet we still have to pay the bills. We have to pay everything that takes to be able to run this network. And I want you to become a monthly partner today. Pray about giving a dollar a day. That's $30 a month. Can you imagine what we can do with $30 a month? We can change the world. We can take programs like myself, The Jim Baker Show, and others to you know cities and, and, and be able to minister to people about the subjects that are shaping our conversation and changing the culture today. The key is what does the Bible have to say about all these headlines and, and topics and, and conversations that people are having privately in their living room or maybe even at work or maybe you're watching it on social media and you're not understanding. Well, I can tell you this is the place where you want to be. This is the place where you can lock arms with us in agreement to help us disciple one more for the kingdom, to win one more. Listen, your tithe and your offering are helping us bring this message to every household in America. Will you pray about becoming a partner today? If you can do $30 a month, maybe you can do $50. Whatever you can do, $10 a month, every part of your donation will go to help us expand this network and bring it into living rooms and conversations. Why? I believe that this is the hour that the church has to come in agreement. That means you and I in agreement, knowing that when you sow a seed and you partner with me in this ministry, you're able to help us do what you're not able to do. Will you pray about it today? Become a monthly partner. Stand with me. Support the PTL network. Let's do it together. Because if God was able to have mercy on this ex-gang member from Los Angeles, California, can you imagine many more mondos that can be changed, transformed, discipled, and sent back out into the streets. We can win the world together. I believe that if we get armed for victory, we can change the world. We can win one more for the kingdom. I have to go. I want to thank my special guest today, Alan DiDidio Bishop. Thank you for being with me. And remember this, keep the faith. It's going to be all right. Bye-bye. My book, My Crazy Life, The Moments That Brought a Gangster to Grace, is going to be released March 5th, 2024. Charisma Publishing is publishing my life story only for one reason I'm doing it for. So we can win one more for the kingdom of heaven. Barnes & Noble, 
Walmart, Target, Amazon, ChristianBooks.com, ThriftBooks.com is carrying this book. And I am just beyond myself of the miracles that God can do in taking your worst moments, the, the, the crisis moments of your life, turn them around for good and using them as a tool to be a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I can tell you that my life story is just a testimony of restoration.